Sholem Alecha, and welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Avram Molotik to speak about this year's third Seder. Welcome. Thank you so much. So delighted to have you here today, Avram. Um, and I believe this is, if I'm not mistaken, the second year for the virtual third Seder, correct? That is correct. Um, so let's, before we speak about this year's program, I wonder if you share a little bit about the Third Seder. It's very rich cultural history. Sure. The Third Seder is a um, Yiddish secularist tradition uh, that has started up in the 19-teens and 20s, um, and of course the 30s, and really was a um, uh, a, a trademark tradition of of you know, fraternal organizations like the Abitaving, the Workmen Circle, now known as the Workers uh, Circle. But it, it was, as its name connotes, it was a third Seder, you know, traditionally in the in the diaspora outside of Israel, uh, Jews celebrate two nights of, of Seder, but the third Seder was was a third was a third night and it it, it uh, used just rich um, material from from the Yiddish canon, Yiddish poetry and songs, not only around um, around Passover and Pesach, but also uh, around commemorating the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, which uh, took place on April 19, 1943, and, uh, that coincided with the first night of Passover. Uh, so there's just such a, um, a real wealth of, 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 of material. So it was a popular tradition in the U.S. from what, the 20s to the 90s? I mean, it still goes on today. And what was your early introduction to this, if if I may? Yeah, you know, I think it, it probably dwined a little bit, at, you know, after the war. But yes, it definitely still continues today and in other other places. I grew up um, attending the, the Workman Circle Third Seders. My grandfather, Yostel Mlatek, was the... Um, was the education director at the Abiturin for many years. And um, he really uh, transformed that event into a, a a pageant. You know, sometimes there were upwards of 500 or 600 guests there. And there was a Seder with food uh, and wine, but there was a whole cultural uh, a program um, with dancers and a choir and a musician. So as a kid, I grew up um, participating in those uh, seders, you know, often singing the the fiakashas, the four questions, in Yiddish, or participating in in a recitation of the Arba Banim, uh, you know, the four children of the of the uh, Haggadah. And my father uh, also, for many years, uh, when he worked at the at the Arbatiring, was would would lead it. So for me, it was it was always a bit of a family affair. So last year, I know when the pandemic struck, we were in touch and, you know, like so many of the organizations, I know you had to pivot and pivot really quickly to bring this third Seder online. And I, I thought it was, it was really beautifully done and it was quite a production. I wonder if you can reflect a little bit about that impact because um, it certainly reached a much larger audience and, and you may have opened this up to people who otherwise would never have participated in a third Seder or just were able to participate in a different way. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, that, that was, 
that's the ethos of the third seder um which is inclusion that that you know that um to wear my my other hat you know i come from a mixed married family background of sorts i have the bundist secularist family but i also have a religious um orientation from my mother's side. And I think of a teaching, it's actually of Lubavitcher Rebbe who says, you know, there's a fifth child and that's the child who doesn't show up uh, on Passover night because they feel so alienated from uh, the tradition. And what I love about the third Seder is that it offers a different entry point into, into Judaism and into the culture and into uh, the tradition. You know, last year when we, when we convened online, uh, the, it, uh, you know, convening on Zoom was still was was a relatively new thing, and we didn't really know what we were doing. You know, so I I reached out to some of those family friends that I grew up with as a kid, who I remember performing at those seders, and also who I remember just from Yiddish land and different concerts and places, asking for you know if they would be involved, and 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 we were all stuck and isolated, and and so thankfully they they were. They were game and they were willing to participate and we convened on uh, on a facebook live you know on my on my public facebook page this year it's it's a whole different thing um but 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 yeah like we, we you know we had a few thousand people tune in live last year when we did it and and now i think there's been upwards of twenty thousand or so views you know both on facebook and on youtube um you know as because it's online you know people can 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 turn to it and, and see and, and see moments from that concert. I mean, I think when we all look back at being thrust in, into the arena of broadcast last March, it was a little, um, or quite a quite a miracle that we all managed to um, pivot and, and find these audiences. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that in in terms of, you know, we, we talk a lot here about Yiddish being a global culture mm -hmm. um, and, to me, there's something really interesting, uh, you know, a year into the pandemic and, and all of this work that all of us are doing to bring programming, um, you know, into the virtual realm, it's allowing us to reach people all over. Um, and certainly that must have some impact on this third Seder. And, and maybe you can also speak a little bit about the fact that so many of your participants, performers, are able to do this because they're scattered around the world, but this makes it possible. Without a doubt. I mean, listen, you know, with, uh, uh, the participants and the performers, their lives have really been upended in, in so many ways, you know, with the, with theater, with live theater and concert halls and music festivals, um, you know, not happening in person. Um, you know, thankful we're we're presenting this year's third Seder through the Marlene Myers and JCC Manhattan, where I'm where I serve as the inaugural rabbi in residence, and so it's there that we're we're convening this. But thankfully, we've been able to partner with over twenty, you know, Yiddish cultural organizations who who I hope will 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 share and promote this this event with their audiences and the the musicians and performers come uh, as you said from all over. Uh, from all over the Yiddish world, uh, from Australia to Brazil to Canada, all across the U.S. and Europe and Israel, um, you know, of course, it's it's um, it's it's nowhere near the same thing as being in a room with people and getting to sing together and hear harmonies and and you know bask in each other's physical presence. But 
without a doubt that that is a a special feature of convening virtually just just the you know the people that we're able to get in the same zoom room as it were though it's not on zoom you know everything will be pre-recorded uh this time and edited by my brother alicia mlotech um but uh you know ab- absolutely it, it it really has a global uh feel to it so can you share a little bit about what's in store because the list i've seen is pretty amazing of people who are part- you know uh performing Oh my goodness. Well, first I'll start with the kids because the kids are really something special. We have students from the Shalom Aleichem Tugshul, the I think one of the only Yiddish day schools left in the world from Melbourne, Australia, who are participating and uh, presenting the Fear Conscious, the four questions, along with uh, my daughter and some other, you know, um, American uh, kids. Uh, we have kids from the Dora Wasserman Yiddish Theater in Montreal who are uh, presenting um, a version of the Arba Banim, the the four uh, children. And we have some really, you know, incredible material, some never before heard tunes uh, that have, that are, that have been recorded. And, you know, the other piece I'll say that, that, that's special about this event because it is happening in virtual land is that we are able to um, convene musicians and artists who who wouldn't be able to be in the same physical place together. So we have, you know, an Alan Byrne from uh, Germany who's able to lay down a accompanying track with Michael Alpert from Ireland or with Ashur Lepovsky in the, in the, in the Netherlands. And, you know, there, there are quite a few group numbers as well um you know that uh that that happened and it's a real editing um i i think nightmare but you know but but (laughs) but real but but a real herculean effort michael winograd um is the you know audio engineer and with my brother alicia mlotek uh is really editing this this piece but you know every moment i really feel that every moment it has something unique and special I was curious. I, um, I see you've got Stephen Skybell, Daniel Kahn, right? Yeah. Lori. Um, I mean, some really great, great performance, all of them. Um, have any of them participated in a third Seder before, or is this new for some, some or all of them? Well, st- last year was, was Stephen Skybell's first third Seder. Um, and, you know, some we have most of the returning cast ensemble from last year frank london sure lepovsky joanne bortz um sarah gordon uh my father zalman latek um you know daniel khan and 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 others but um for some i i imagine it is their first uh third seder and you know they're they'll they too will be in store for a treat you know obviously we're missing the food you'll have to bring the food and the drink um but but we'll bring the music we may have to ask you to um, put out a recipe uh, planner for everybody. That's a great idea. <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> to see what everybody puts on that menu. Um, oh. I know that I watched it last year in my kitchen and it was, you know, it's hard not to be with family um, for the holiday. And there was something very special about this. I think everybody kind of rallied around um, to make it feel as, as close as it could in a distant and virtual reality. Totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, what uh, 
what have some of the challenges been for you putting it together? Well, you know, like, like I said, this is, this is, um, you know, we are, we're coordinating with over 20 organizations, over 30 participants, um, in different time zones. Um, you know, last year we were able to convene over a zoom, um, and, uh, you know, for a rehearsal this year, we're not doing that, you know, so it's a bit disjointed in, in the communications that have been happening beforehand. But, you know, thankfully, the editing team is superb. Um, that, you know, that that's the biggest, uh, I'd say, challenge in so much as, you know, last year was live. And so whatever happened, happened. This year is pre-recorded. And so um, while we hope, you know, the, the professionalism of the editing and the recording will will come through, you know, that's a piece that, that we will miss, frankly, of, of you know, our, our live reactions. And curious question, um, and I, I hope I'm not revealing something about my family that I shouldn't, but I mean, you know, to me, Seder is a little bit like, you know, one of those things where each family has its own traditions in its own way. You know, some go through the entire Haggadah, some skip through, you know, there are diff different ways that families interpret it. And I wonder how, how this all comes together. Is it something that's very close to you? Was it very uh, prescribed when it was done in large halls? Um, it's an interesting question. You know, um, I think, I think in every family there are um, you know, nusachs. <laughs> They're different versions and different songs or poems that are uh, included. Um, you know, uh, for me, I'm using um, the family Haggadahs that I grew up with that my uncle Moishmaletik would compile along with, you know, the Abitaring Haggadah that my grandfather um, compiled for, for many years. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a poem or a song that we didn't include. Um, uh, but, um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's a pretty, uh, vast, you know, a body of, of material. So I, I'm hoping that there's something in there for, for everyone. I'm sure there will be. So let's share with our listeners. Um, the event takes place, uh, on March 21st from two to three thirty, I believe. Correct. That's correct. And how do listeners learn more? And I assume you have to register. That is true. Um, you know, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll be able to, um, uh, we have an event there with all of our co-sponsoring organizations that'll take you directly to the, to the registration uh, page. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's through the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan there. It's, it's, it's being offered free. Uh, you know, one thing that will, uh, I will say is, you know, when people do, um, watch in, you will be watching for those of us who do tune in live. Um, you, you know, we will be in a virtual audience there. So I'm going to encourage folks to, you know, drop comments in as, as we're, as they're watching, uh, so that, you know, we can at least have a, have a semblance of, of being in an audience hall, uh, together. <laughs> and around a table where comments are always, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will make it feel very real. Um, and this may be um, an unfair question to ask you before before I let you go. Do you think you'll continue with this as an online event once we get past the new new and back to the old? Sigh, I just I, I took a big sigh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Veves, you know who knows? Um, 
I, I'm, I, I can't wait for, for in for personally as someone who loves theater and, and just misses the concert hall so much. I can't wait for that. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, for for that for that opportunity and certainly for our performers you know whose lives work is is that uh, in person gatherings um you know the future will the future will future will tell well yes well well said for all of those i mean we all want to be back together um i think that this is just such a a wonderful thing that you've taken on um you took it on brilliantly and quickly last year and great you know, we need it again this year and there you are for us all. So, um, you know, I know that the Yiddish Book Center were delighted to be sponsoring this and sharing this out as well, because it's fun and um, thank you again. And just one more time, let's give the URL um, so everyone makes sure that they can learn more and register. That's right. Um, you can find out more about the third Seder by uh, going to Facebook and typing in third uh, Seder 2021, or um, you know, uh, clicking on the rebrandly uh, link, which we'll have up in the hopefully in the notes or comments of, of this uh, podcast, uh, and of course we'll 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 send it out um, in in newsletters and the like. Excellent, and we will be posting again um, on our Facebook page as well to share it out. So thanks again for everything you're doing um, and stay well, stay healthy. And uh, I hope you're back in, in, in the real auditorium next year, but thanks for being there virtually for us all. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on again. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Mm-hmm.